0: Such a shift, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It's interesting that the uh, the even the declaration said, you know, that it is, is is that yes, you know, we say yes to whatever you want to do, God, and that that is what we're talking about. Is we're saying yes. Uh, over the past week, I've been listening to. Uh, Do you guys know who William Branham is? He was part of the healing revival movement back in the 40s. Uh, The Lord visited him. Two angels visited him. I think it said he was 38 and told him that he was supposed to be part of the releasing divine healing in this season. And so he kind of was on the the forefront of that healing revival that Oral Roberts, you know, all of them were a part of. And it was interesting. He said that the angel that visited him told him he would have two signs. The first sign was when he went to pray for people, he would have tingling in his left hand. The second sign was is that he would know the intimate secrets of their heart. And um, so I've been reading some history on him, and there's a bunch of YouTube videos of his preaching. So I've been watching his YouTube videos and all that, and it was, it was just interesting to watch because he would know everything from their address. He would know what was wrong with them. He would know their telephone number. He would know their names, their kids' names. I mean, he, would just, he had that intimate knowledge about them to help them connect with what God wanted to do for them. And in each of his things, almost, I think in just about everything, each one I watched, he would ask them after he would tell them about themselves. He said, one of them, one guy came and he said, you didn't come for healing. You're a preacher and you've come for revival for your region. And the guy was like, yeah, that is why I came. And uh, one lady, he, he, you know, he was talking to her about, you're here not for you, but for your daughter that's standing next to you because she has leukemia and God wants to heal her. But he would ask them, do you have faith in Jesus to receive what he has for you? to receive the healing to receive what you've come for and um, you know they all answered yes because they all wanted what he what they came for but it was interesting he was talking about in one of his things that he was able to do this because of his surrender to what the holy spirit wanted to do through him and you know he didn't start this till he was 38 you know, it's not like he had a, a bout of sickness that he was really sick. So he didn't start this till he was thirty-eight, and and he just said yes to it. He said yes, and though he didn't understand, and he said, you know, I'd go out there, and then all of a sudden I would just begin to know that this person here or this person there that God wanted to touch, to heal them, to uh, say yes to what they were asking for, whatever it was, he would just know. And he would know the minute detail of every piece, the minute detail. And he moved with such uh, power, you know, it was a power ministry, but also uh, one of the Uh, descriptions, descriptive used about his meetings when he had them was there was always a tangible sense of the Lord in the place. And as I've been kind of thinking about that, because, you know, you guys know that all I want is more. Whatever the word says we can have, that's what I want. And that's what I want for all of us. I want us all to move in power. I want us all to move in those words of knowledge. I want all of us to be able to facilitate the yes to whatever the Holy Spirit says. That's what I want. So I'm I'm talking to the Lord. I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, he says, don't you see that you guys carry? You carry that. What is it that people say about your place when they come? There's such a tangible presence of the Lord in your house. So, um, in fact, someone came to our prophetic night for the, no, it wasn't the prophetic night. What was it? The outpouring night, the uh, this past outpouring night. And they've never been before. They said that they've been watching us online and they were able to come. And before they left, they said, the Lord told me that he was going to give me a revelation to what I've been asking for uh, out of what was released at the outpouring. I was like, okay. I gave her one of my cards. I said, you know, let me know what he says. So she called me on Wednesday to tell me the revelation the Lord had given her out of coming to the outpouring. And the Lord is just reminding us that we carry, we, uh, facilitate what he wants to do. And in this season, that move of fluidity, that flow back and forth, that willingness to surrender, to do what he wants is going to grow greater because we're so hungry for what God wants. And, you know, it's interesting and I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk. We're just going to talk a little bit. I've got some scripture I'm going to read, but it's interesting because even the worship and I think I've told you this before. Not having a live worship team, especially in the beginning, was very hard for me. I like live. I, it, for me, it's easier to move in the prophetic with a live team, uh, and all this good kind of stuff. But what God has been showing me is, the videos have allowed us to weave in a different kind of invitation for the Lord's presence. And I know that sounds uh, a little bit like, what? That doesn't make sense. Half the time the Lord tells me stuff and I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. I'm going to need it broken down for me. But really, he, he's he been showing me that in this season, it's all about high worship. It's all about our eyes just being so focused on who he is, declaring who he is. And what that is doing is that is rewriting the DNA inside of us to look for who he is. And that helps us to be more in sync with what the Lord is doing. Because the more we are internally rewritten to code with him and not with other things, the more ease of movement we have with him the more we're able to get a thought in our mind and know that that is the spirit telling us to go forward. And even if it's in the very simplest things of uh, the placemats, you know, that seems so elementary. It seems so simple, but the Holy spirit is trying to, teach us how to work at a level of oneness with him where there's transparency, where we can't even, you know, half the time he's moving us and we don't even have that full brain recognition that what he's doing, but what we have is the spirit obedience to his call and what we're doing. It's very different now. There's a different feel for us. And I was, I was kind of praying and thinking about this. Um, I was thinking about, Uh, This one scripture, uh, Acts 10.38, and we know that scripture, in fact, I I have it on everything that I I do, but it's Acts 10.38. It It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That is the word, the living word that lives within us. That God has anointed us with the Holy Spirit, with power. We are sent to go do doing the good works of God and freeing all those who are oppressed by the devil. And what I think we're going to see in healing uh, is more deliverance versus commanding the issues to go. I feel like there is a, a, um, I don't even know what the right word is, but there is a, a recognition of demonic oppression that's causing illness that God is giving us eyes to see. So then we know it is the demonic we've got to get rid of to give freedom for the healing that the people need. So I, I believe that there's been a, um, I don't know, it's like the, uh, the lids taken off. Yeah. And there's a movement of the Holy Spirit that doesn't fit within our sequence or our patterns or our training or whatever it is. It doesn't mean it doesn't use, he doesn't use all that. It just means that we are no longer in a, this is the way we've always done it. We're in a, whatever you want to do, this is the way we're going to do it. That's the season we're in. And I believe that the Lord is raising up his people to be so sensitive and one with him that we don't even know what we're doing half the time. We're just doing what he wants us to do. And then we look and go, oh, look, there's three placemats that should have been sold by now. I mean, you know, we're just so surprised and astonished by him. And you think, well, why are we surprised? It's because we don't really understand the goodness of God after us. And it turns out 10 times better than we thought it was going to turn out. And he just multiplies and does and moves and breathes and and does what he does. And we're just. Yes, whatever you say, God, yes. Yes. I don't even know what the question was, but whatever it is, it's just yes. It's just yes. And when I was praying through, and you know, I've been reading through uh, some different things, but I was reading through Acts, and you know, coming to Paul when he was trying to go to preach in Asia, and he twice he goes, and the Holy Spirit stops him. Now it doesn't say how; it just says he stops him. He he won't permit him. He prohibits him from going forward. That's where we can't get in the wrestle of, oh, do you think the devil's trying to stop me? We have to know that breath of God over us to know that that stop is from the Holy Spirit. And we need to know when to stop and when to go. And it's interesting because if we go on to read that in Acts 16, it talks about how he, go, you know, he, can't, get, he can't get past the Holy Spirit. And I doubt if the Holy Spirit stood in front of him and said, Try. There were probably just enough obstacles, enough uncertainty, enough, you know how you feel like you're going to do this, but inside you're like, yeah, I don't really know if I should do that. You know how you can just feel it? And then you're like, oh, is that just me? Is that just fear? It's just the that? that's the part that the Holy Spirit's getting rid of. This brain gymnastic is what the Holy Spirit is evacuating from us because we spend so much time trying to manage what the Holy Spirit is talking to us about and all the reasons of flesh, why it isn't going to work that by the time we finally say yes, it's like that opportunity has passed us. And then Paul has this vision And there's a man calling to him. Let me see what scripture that is. No, we might have that in there. Uh, Let's just, maybe we'll read the word a little bit. Uh, 16.6, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, that's 16.9. It says, in a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, he probably didn't say, oh, that was, I ate too much lamb dream. We've got to understand that the Holy Spirit is teaching us the discernment of him. So we don't talk ourselves out of what he's calling us to do we have to know the difference between our brain our mind that teaches us to overanalyze versus the spirit that teaches us to move we have to be able to to discern this and in this season we're now we're in now we don't have a lot of time to think through the process you got to know when the Holy Spirit's talking to you and you got to move into it. And you got to quit saying, "Can you give me three more signs and and two more amen's and have four people call me?" We got to start saying, "Holy Spirit, I know your voice. I know when you are calling me to do something. I would rather step too soon." than not to step at all. Because if we're in line with the Holy Spirit and we take that step, he'll know exactly how to realign us if we've misstepped. We have to get into this place of intimacy and closeness and, and want the wonder of God knowing that he has himself in us and is our flesh that we have to put aside so that our spirit can go the way he's called us to do. So let's read a little bit more scripture. We're going to go to Romans. I think we're going to go to Romans 8. Do you guys feel that kind of move on you? Yeah. Do you feel like all of a sudden there's just this feeling like, I know it's, it seems like some of the things are so simple, but it's like I was supposed to go pick up my turkey on Wednesday morning, and it was like, you need to go now. Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, well, what if they don't have it ready? You just need to go. I got there. They're like, were you supposed to pick it up today? I said, no, not tomorrow. They're like, that's okay. We'll go get it for you. I'm like, okay. You know, it's just that. And you think, was that the Holy Spirit? Yes, it was the Holy Spirit. Because as it turns out, Wednesday morning had something else going. But when you get those senses of urgency of, I know I had something else planned, But this is what God is breathing on and this is what I have to step into and I need to just do what he told me to do so I'll have room for the rest of the things he has for me. It's simple things. Do you ever feel like you're going to call somebody then all of a sudden you're like at three o'clock, you're like, I got to call them right now. And they just happen to be home. They happen to be available. They happen to be the perfect time. And you're like, oh, I was going to call you tomorrow. Glad you didn't because I wasn't going to be here. That's what the Holy Spirit, he's teaching us to breathe as he breathes, move as he moves, not worry about what the outside box looks like. We're just looking to see what God wants us to speak into it. We want to change the paradigm of all of these things that we have built into our brain so we can release the presence of God into whatever the situation is. Whether it's business, whether it's our kids, whether it's our family, whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. God has a plan at the exact moment, at the exact time he wants us to do it. One of the things that um, uh, Branham said is he said, the Holy Spirit is accurate every time. Now that seems like, of course, stupid. He's accurate every time. But when we... Take that and we imprint that on our heart that the Holy Spirit is accurate every time. We are not going to miss one thing that he has for us. And I believe what the Holy Spirit has shown me to do. I believe what he's calling me to declare. I believe how he's shown me to engage with my family. With my next door neighbor. I believe that he's showing me how I'm supposed to vote. I believe. I believe. Uh, one of the other things he said was, uh, the church doesn't need a faith, a faith lift. A faith lift, it needs a birthing. It needs a birthing of the Spirit in the church. I thought that was good. And I believe that we are in a birthing of a new church. We're, we're in a birthing of... Uh, A people that are, they just don't want anything but Jesus. We're in a birthing of hearts that if it's not God, I don't want it. If it doesn't have his signature on it, don't give it to me. Okay, let's look at Romans 8 for a minute. I think he's pressing us. What I was going to say about the before you know, you don't have to put that back up there. But, you know, the thing about Paul was he said yes to the Holy Spirit's no. When he wanted to go and preach the gospel in Asia, the Holy Spirit said no. So he said, yes, Holy Spirit, I'll follow your no. He didn't try to wrestle the Holy Spirit into a yes for him. The, there's something about saying yes to the Holy Spirit that protects us. When we say yes to the Holy Spirit, it provides a protection around us. Because his no is perfect when there's a no. There's, there's something about when we say yes, it is a symbol of our, our commitment of our surrender and obedience to him. And it makes us greater in oneness with Him when we say yes to Him. Okay. Yes. Yes. Romans 8. We're going to start in verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of the God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again, to fear. So we we don't have any bondage. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. You know, I was watching, um, have you guys seen, um, what's the name of that show? Downton Abbey. Okay. So we decided to watch it again. We saw it a long time ago. We decided to watch it again. And in the first season, there is a battle over who will inherit Downton Abbey. Who is the rightful heir to Downton Abbey? If you haven't seen it, watch it because it's, it's actually really, really good. And it's interesting because they have to follow the law. Who says who gets the who gets Downton Abbey? And it turns out being some third cousin that they don't even know that's going to that's going to inherit it all. And there's this big fight over, of course, you know, we all fight over, they all fight over money. But it ends up that this this person is the gentlest, humblest, most um, unimaginable person that's going to end up inheriting it. It was like that perfect choice that wouldn't destroy it, that would honor it, that would take care of it, etc. Well, we are heirs to Christ. We according to the law of the Word of God, we are heirs to Christ. We are heirs. We have an Abba Father. We we are made to be like this third cousin once removed, humble and, and stewards, and and people that will bless the land that God has given us, that will take care and watch over it. And the way we do it is we learn how the owner treats what is his. And this is what, this is this whole process we're going through. We're learning how God wants to treat what he's given us. What is his heart toward our region? What is his heart toward our family? What is his heart toward the people who don't believe in him? That he brings our way to release a blessing over them in the way that he gives us. And it's such, a, uh, it's such a shift from what the world teaches us. What can we accumulate? What can become ours? What can we take over? Where's our next promotion? Where's our this, that, and the other? But God provides everything we need. God provides the promotions that we need both in our businesses, both in our, our, in our employees, all those things. God provides our generous hearts toward the things that he's given us to steward. And we learn that not by the structure in which is built, because why would they give you 30 hours just to blow? You know, we do that because we move out of the heart of God toward what would bless someone. And give them what God has for them because we're heirs to the kingdom. And we have full rights to represent God in this kingdom. And we are led by the spirit of the living God in us and on us in order to uh, see what he has for us next for the people, for the, for the family, for all these different things. It says in John 16, uh, let me just read this real quick. And these are all things we know, but I just, I, I really believe that we're in a season where God is refining He's honing us in on us. He's sharpening our skills. He's cutting away the things that keep us from moving into where he wants us to be. It's just a a huge dynamic shift for us. It's like the things we were interested in even last week has lost its value because there's been a, a new impartation to what we have for this week. You know, if you go back and listen to online, you can listen to the prophetic words that have been given during service and uh, at the outpouring. But especially the last two services, these prophetic words of what God is doing. And, and like I said, uh, I think Karen's going to send those out at some point, but there are declarations for us to declare because the move of God is happening so rapidly. And it's the agreement with what God has shown us in order to have the breakthrough for us. It's true things are things are completely changing. I feel like things are changing in my life. I, I tell a story, but it's a personal story, but the bottom line is is I had a shift of my thought process toward one of my relatives, and um you know, have you ever had someone that you love, but every time you engage with them, it's rough so uh so I let that. Irritation become my focus of them every time I saw their name pop up on my phone, and, uh, and a lot of times I would just ignore the call and just listen to the voicemail, and the Lord like had to smack me this week. He his smack is very gentle. He's like, you know, why would you treat them differently? That is your family that you love. then strangers, you don't even know that you go out of your way for. I'm like, don't ask me rhetorical questions. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he's, he's like, and then it was just like, all of a sudden my heart changed and I called them and I talked to them. And it's just like something immediately shifted inside of me. Because the Lord said, that does not represent me. It does not represent me. It doesn't matter what the irritation is, that's on you. Can you love them the way I love them and serve them and take care of them the way I lead you to? Maybe not the way they've asked, but the way I lead you to. And I was, yes, okay, we go through all that. Okay, then this is what I want you to do. And there was no question. And I was talking to Chuck about it. He goes, yep, whatever whatever we feel like, yep, let's just do it. And I called them and they were so amazed. But it took God to get the hardness out of my heart toward them. Cause I had love and hardness squished together. And most of the time, the hardness squished the love <laughs> to reverse it and get rid of that hardness toward them. And that's what God is doing. And it's like these suddenly things, it's not like I have to drag it out and I need three years of therapy and four years of deliverance. And then maybe I'll be okay. God's like, no, we don't have time for that. Just get your act together, follow what I say, and and do it. But it wasn't like, yes, God, I'll do it if I have to. It was like, yes, and God shifted my heart. It was like an immediate. And I'm like, you know how you're like, how did that actually work? You know, because it... a year ago, it might have taken three years of <laughs> deliverance and all that. But it's just, that's what I feel like. I feel like when we're saying yes to God, it's like suddenly there is a shift for us. Whether it's my issue of being hard towards someone, whether it's it's an employee, whatever it is. When we say yes to God over that situation, then all of a sudden there's a flip in us. A flip in our flesh I, my flesh had to flip in order for the spirit to lead me where I needed to go. But there's like a suddenly in it. And that's what God wants. He wants these suddenlies for us because he doesn't want to drag us around 10 more years. us fighting the same fight. He doesn't want to drag us around 10 more years. To keep saying, I need for you to let go of that. I need for you to release it. I need for you to forgive. I need for you to move on. I need for you to see the future and not hang on to the past. I need for you to let Lot's wife go so you can move ahead with me. That's what he's wanting us to do. And where those, those places, there's this yes of surrender and that yes of obedience that shifts us into a whole new person. Because we are not people of the flesh. We're people of the spirit. And he is doing some flesh releasing from us, so we can be more infused with His breath, His spirit, His heart over what He has for us. It's a phenomenal thing where He's going through. You know, my one of my favorite scriptures is out of Exodus thirty four ten, and He talks to Moses. And you know, they've gone through this issue of, you know, having a golden calf. they they've they've had a lot of issues, a lot of issues, unlike us who have no issues, we don't understand what their problem was. You know, I've heard people say that. I don't understand. I'm like, I understand because I am them. But, you know, we, they've gone through all these issues. And, you know, God shows Moses his glory. And he tells Moses, he says, I am going to do signs and wonders that you have never, the people nor you have ever seen before. And that is the season that we're in. Oh, thank you, Noah. Before all your people, go back so I can catch up here. Before all your people, I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor any nation. And all the people among you shall see the work of the Lord. For it's an awesome thing that I will do with you. That is where we are. That is the season we're in. That we're going to see things that we have never seen before on this earth. We are going to see major movements of God across. We're going to see signs and wonders. We're going to see things that, you know, I remember the first time I saw gold dust. I was like, I'm sure I, I'm sure I put glitter on, which I was like back then I never worked. I'm sure I must have I must have touched something because it was so hard to believe what God was doing. Seeing feathers fall, we're like, I'm sure there's a duck in the room. I'm sure, (laughs) you know, because it's so hard to believe, but that's what we're going to see. And he's shifting our flesh so we can see in the spirit, so we can know when he's moving. So we know how to move with him in order for the kingdom to come at this rapid pace that we're in right now. It's signs and wonders. Look for In just the little stupid things, in the big giant things, he is doing things that are blowing our mind. And it's, we have, I feel like I haven't seen anything compared to what I'm about to see. I feel like he's got so much more that he's going to show us. And even last week when we were praying, we had angels dancing around. I'm like, I'm going to have to lay down. You know, there's just so much that it overwhelms you. But, you know, even when, uh, And I'll just, I'm going to close with this. Even when John encountered Jesus, he fell on his face. This is in Revelation 1. But Jesus said, stand up. Because we're in a season where we're going to have to be able to stand up under the glory and power of God. Because we're going to have to facilitate what God wants to do. And it's hard to facilitate when we're laying down. He wants us to be able to bring that release to other people in the midst of his glory being revealed in front of people. So it's a time where we're supposed to stand up in the presence of God. It's a time where we're supposed to watch the signs and wonders be released over us. It's a time where when, when we say yes, there is a supernatural deliverance of the hardness of our hearts, the, 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 the wrongness of our flesh, and the rightness of the spirit inside of us. It, it is a quick move of God that he's doing right now. And I, I, I love seeing all the Christmas stuff because all I can think of is there's just so much more. There's so much more he has for us. And it reminds me every time, I was just looking at the tree back there, it reminds me of virgin birth. Was the most wondrous, amazing thing to even think about. And that just scratched the surface. The resurrection. I mean, the things that we've seen And there's going to be amazing things that we're going to see that our brain will have a hard time processing, but our spirit will know it is the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray for a minute. We're just going to receive that from the Lord today. We're going to receive, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. And we walk in freedom. So if you'll stand, please. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you. God, we thank you that there are marvels and wonders that are being released, even right now, even in this room, that, that we have a hard time put wrapping our brain around, but we're going to let your spirit guide our spirit to bring the revelation to what is occurring. So, God, I just, over all of us, Lord, we, we say yes to you. That is my favorite word. To, we, we, we say yes to your no's. We say yes to your protection. God, we say yes as a matter of obedience, surrender to you, that whatever you want, that's what we want. And, And we acknowledge that there is so much more that you want to do through us. So whatever we need broken away, whatever we're holding on to, we just say yes and that you will bring that supernatural Release and replenishment of heart that we need in this season, God. So, Lord, we just thank you that we're going to leave knowing that we have encountered you. We leave knowing that we have worshiped the mighty God. We leave knowing that as we go, your presence goes with us and it shifts our atmosphere. It changes our region. We declare over our nation that they are godly. We declare what you have called and we declare that you will be breaking the flesh of our nation to bring in the spirit of revival. So, God, we just thank you that we are a part of the most amazing time. And even as William Brannon uh, talked about, the Holy Spirit is always accurate. And we lean in to what you say, Holy Spirit. And we just bless and honor you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. (laughs)